Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hi, my name is Albert. This is Jami. This is Josephine. This is Edward. And for this episode, we are going to be talking about Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Yay! You know, I always get confused. Is it Kingsman or Kingsman? Kingsman. 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 Wait, I see Jami says men, you say man. Man? No, no, it's... There, he's man? saying it like Kingsman, but it's spelled Kingsman. Oh, so it's, sing- it's, Kingsman. so it's singular or plural? It's singular. singular. It's singular. Kingsman. <laughs> Kingsman, the golden circle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I know me, Edward, and Josephine were, were, were in the comic con thing where we got to go to the Kingsman bar and all that stuff, and that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's probably my, fa- my favorite thing about the movie at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. <laughs> Only because they had really, really big-sized burgers and... Maybe free drinks and free alcohol. Free yeah. drinks, free drinks, free drinks. That's but how yeah. they were bribing people, man. Oh yeah. Okay, now I did. We I, I don't think we actually reviewed the first one in the podcast, right? I don't that think was, so. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was before the podcast. I believe so. Yeah. So real quick, uh, what were your thoughts on the first movie? Uh, it was definitely one of my favorite movies of that year, and just forevermore, I think. And in terms of spy action, comedy, everything, I really, really liked it. Uh, I watched it in one of those early screenings before it came out in theaters and didn't expect anything from it. So when I had already seen the trailers and I was like, this looks like a shitty like movie about spies. And then, so that's why I had really, really low expectations. Went in, was blown away and actually watched it again when it came out in theaters with Edward, because Mm -hmm. I was like, it was so good. You have to watch it. I have to go with uh, Josephine. When it came out, it was one of my favorite, favorite movies of the year. It was a surprise. Um, I didn't know anything about Taron Egerton. Obviously, he was a newcomer. But after that, I was like, dude, you sold me. Like, I think he's a fabulous actor. And it was great to see Colin Firth be, uh, take on a kick-ass action role. Um, always great to see Mark Strong. It's always it's funny to see him play like a technical nerd guy. Um, and Samuel L. Jackson really chewing the scenery um, as Valentine. So I dug the movie. I thought the movie was fantastic. And I think we did review it now i think we did review it on a podcast I, I thought it was a good movie Seriously? i thought it's a slightly overrated i i just don't think it's as clever as and as smart as it thinks it is but i thought i was entertained by it i was surprised by it i thought the action sequence especially the the lady with the blade legs was really fantastic but gazelle I, gazelle yeah it's good it's good though i also liked it a lot i believe it was in my top five of of that year um and the thing about that was that it was it was underrated because I think a lot of people I had to like defend the movie a lot to people. Like you should watch this movie. It's good. Like really, it doesn't no. look good. It's good. Watch it. So it was a lot right. of that. It's all you right. know. But uh, well, I mean, all right is still better than horrible. Sure. Right. A lot of people thought it was just a throwaway spy spoof, whatever, and then like I don't need to watch that. But yeah, it was really fun. And it, it did kind of circum it could kind of like milk poke fun at James Bond, but but it also became a better movie than James Bond was. Because oh, it kind of yeah. it kind of knew what it was, and it didn't take itself too seriously. But there were some serious subject matters as well. It was a yeah, I liked it a lot actually. Now the sequel, however, I while I did enjoy it, I did have a lot more issues with it. Mm-hmm. But I'll have you guys start first. Go ahead. You guys want to go ahead? Uh, sure. Yeah, I um I didn't hear any reviews about this movie before I went in. Um, so. I didn't really know what to expect, except, you know, I was looking forward to it. Uh, and I, when I watched it, I was like, no, there's there's good moments. And it's kind of a replica of the first film, but more. So in that case, it reminds me of uh, Guardians 2, like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where they're like, oh, here's what worked in the first movie. We're going to make it more in the second film. Um, so I, 
enjoyed it, but I didn't love it as much as the first film. And so my thing is like, it's not as awe inspiring. Like the moments that really got to me didn't really get to me in the second one. And my favorite character, Roxy, was completely <laughs> haha blown away off the page. But I still hope she'll come back. She was your favorite character from the first movie. Seriously? Uh, yeah. Wow. She's, a, she's actually a really good character that was underutilized in the first movie. Yes. And unfortunately, this second. And more because, so okay, this look, one. you know the keep, parody keep the of James Bond films is. It's always the guy is the best, and he's like a philandering, little misogynistic kind of guy who has all these girls. And then you have her come along, and she's like, you know, a pretty girl, like, really, you don't really think much of her. But it's like, no, she actually beats him in this thing, fair and square, and he respects her for it. And they never get into a romantic relationship. So as a female character in a film overrun by men, it was like, no, I this is refreshing, and I enjoy it. And then they didn't make it a big a big deal. It was just like, that's just how it is. And then so the second film, I'm like, sweet. We're going to see her kick some butt, blah, blah, blah. You see the trailers, and I'm like, um, does she die in it? And then, like, she kind of does. But I still hope that she's not actually dead because she had a moment to, like, do something. So exactly. I'm just like, I agree. if they can bring back, like, two characters that we thought were dead, yeah. they can totally bring her back, too. Uh, but yes, sorry, that was very long. I, I le- enjoyed it, but not as much as the first one. I'm in the exact same boat with Josephine. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the second film. I, I enjoyed the sequel. But it lost the kind of like the Oz she said in the first, and it relied a little too heavily on CGI, where it looked a bit plasticky, and it just it looked cheap in some parts. And even the set for something like when they were in the uh, in the poppies lair, it looked cheap. Like I, I guess it was because they had budget constraints or something like that. So they try to make up with like this very frenetic action uh, and the soundtrack. Um, that being said, I mean I still enjoyed the ride. Even though uh, I felt like they had more problems with the female portraying the female characters, as well as the villain not being as good as the first film, and and also like Justin said, it felt exactly like the same repeat of the first movie. Yeah, I came out of the theater kind of like on the border. I like the action sequences a lot. I like the actors a lot. Uh, the guy that plays Eggy is really actually really nice. Uh, he's a really nice actor and stuff. And then I love Pablo Pascal. I oh, yes. He's fantastic. Pedro he's, Pascal, yeah. yeah, he's just fantastic in this movie and stuff. Yes, I mean, he is. Great. Yeah, he's great and stuff. Like that. So that stuff I liked. But then I thought about the, the story and the script and the characterization and the female characters. And it's just bad. It's terrible. There's some terrible stuff that happens in this movie. So ultimately, I'm going to go thumbs down. <laughs> this, is a, this is not a good movie, man. It's not. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't want to get... I'll let Albert go first but before I mention some of the, things, the problems I had with it. For me, uh, Pedro Pascal is the guy who kind of saves the movie for me. Mm-hmm. I really liked him a lot in this movie, and it's partly to—he uh, has partly to thank uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum has scheduling conflicts, so a lot yeah. of the stuff that happened towards oh. a lot of the stuff yeah. that Pedro Pascal was doing was supposed to be Channing Tatum. Yeah. So, so I kind of like that because I think Pedro Pascal needs more recognition besides Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So, any kudos for him here. I also like Mark Strong, but who, what's not to like? Although I thought it was a disservice in how he went away in this movie. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you're going to kill the guy? Come on. Yeah. You know, and um, I didn't care for Colin Firth. I don't think he was as good as the first movie. And I actually didn't care about Terry Negaturn in this one. I, I, I have enough how of Eggsy. How dare you? I had enough like, of Eggsy. How dare you? How dare you? I wanted he's, a charming, he's a treasure. He's a, he's a charming kid, man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't so blame the looking. actor. I blame the fact that, like you said, 
everything that needs to be said about Exe already happened in the first movie. Yeah. Focus on somebody else for once in this movie. They, they had a chance. They did not go for it. And yes, Julia Moore was wasted as a villain because yeah. you don't see much of her. Oh, um, Elton John. Elton John probably arguably the other best thing about this movie to watch. No, it's not. No, oh, he I is love not. Elton John. He is one. not. I love He made no sense whatsoever. I, I liked him. He, is he made no sense, correct, but it's yeah. like a Mark Hamill camel yes. cameo from yeah. the first movie where it's just like, here's a celebrity. We're just going to use him and have him do whatever the fuck he wants. And same with Elton John. They're like, you know, <laughs> want to be a prisoner and beat up people and just curse at them. And he's like, yeah. fine. Not only that, but the, the one jumping kick he did in this movie mm-hmm. It, it stops the motion and he literally looks at the camera yeah. and smiles. Oh, you mean... Okay, the, it's very self-aware that this oh, is Elton you, John doing this crazy you mean stuff. That's the bit that Fiona had from Shrek movies, right? I think that's her bit, actually. Jumping jump in the air, kicks two villains, smiles at the camera. I think that's Fiona's and bit. That's she didn't smile at the camera. She didn't smile at the camera. He winked at the camera. We actually recently rewatched all the Shrek movies. It's not. You did recently watch all the Shrek movies. I never thought anybody would ever <laughs> say that, but all right. It's actually uh, yeah, I like the Shrek movies. We went all of them, all five yeah. of them, including Puss in Boots. That's why. But yeah, I like Elton John. By the way, Puss in Boots is a great movie, by the way. I love Puss in Boots. Back to Kingsman. Oh my God. I like Elton John. I like Pedro Pascal. I like Mark Strong. Uh, I do like the action sequence, and especially the one at the very beginning. Which, yes, which we already Fantastic. saw, which, which I already saw at Comic Con. But besides the point, yeah, uh, that's the the best action sequence in the movie. The other action sequence were fine, but nothing topped that sequence, though. No, Pascal's Pascal's oh yes, action sequence Him. in the snow is yes. pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I'll I give like credit that. where credit's due. He does this action. He does these action sequences where he has like more than one thing sort of in motion at the same time. In that sequence, with Pascal Crispo spins and and shoots all the villains, yeah. he's right. spinning and his gun is spinning at the same time. Yes. And at that at this action sequence at the end with. Uh, with just two characters, multiple characters moving at the same time, doing different action sequences and stuff like that. He does multiple things at a fast speed, but you can still yeah. follow along. If only it's really the, fantastic. Follow along. I think I, it, the camera needs to be more wider. I, mm-hmm. I get they wanted to be intimate, like up close to the action. I liked it where it was. I wish it was wider, like it was with the um, with the 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 snow scene that you're describing. Mm-hmm. That one you can right. really see what he was doing. I yeah. really appreciate it. But the very last scene where he's fighting both Colin Firth and 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 Taron. I thought that was kind of a mess. The yeah. camera just kind of went all over the place. They tried to make it a fake one tracking shot, but I don't think it completely worked. Yeah. I like the idea behind it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did enjoy the movie. <laughs> <laughs> After all of that. I- <laughs> So you were mentioning about the uh, scheduling conflicts with Channing Tatum. I was actually really happy. Like, I understand he got the Brian Cranston treatment from Godzilla, but I was happy that he wasn't a main star of the film, that yeah. they used his name and everything to draw people in. And then they're like, just kidding. He's going to be in a coma for like yeah. months. It's a bait yeah. and switch. It's kind of like what they did with The Rock for Fast but once again, the one where he's in the cast but, for the whole but, thing. But once again, I think it was an unintentional bait and switch because he's supposed oh, to yeah. be Pedro Pascal's uh, yeah, version. Yeah, because I was happy was, with was it. Was I was happy. Yeah, because I was glad that Pedro. I mean, I mean, it does suck. I do wish that Channing Tatum was yeah. the villain so that you know he doesn't get another film and Pedro could have continued on. Yes. But then it was like, no, this is nice. Pedro got a huge meaty role. He got a lot of cool action scenes, yeah. and it was like, and we don't even know if there's gonna be a third Kingsman. Who knows? So yeah, like, depending on how well it does, and so it's like. Assuming, you know, it does well, then, okay, Channing Tatum, he gets his moment to shine. Unless another scheduling conflict kicks in. Well, it does seem like he's going to be the co-star in the third one. So I think think this is one of the things where they definitely carve out like a... Like a like a, a a time for him to do this movie, you know what I mean? The next one, the yeah. third one, stuff like that. Um, and same with Halle Berry. She's gonna, you know, she stepped up as the new statesman. Yeah, so so. Yeah. Oh, I, I did like her, by the way. I did like Halle Berry. She wasn't in it a lot, but the, the few weak. times I saw her, 
I thought she was fine. She was fine. She's a fine actress, but she's completely wasted and stuff like that. Her character is, uh, it just sort of represents the problem I have with the movie. It's just the script. There's, none of these stories are like full ideas and stuff. None of these ideas, none of these characters are full three-dimensional ideas. And you know what I mean? None of them are very thought through. Like her whole character is she's like, she's a tech person that's been kind of held back all all this time, right? And the only, and the reason why she advanced, she doesn't do anything to advance herself. You know what I mean? She doesn't f- figure out whiskey is like a traitor or something like that. And that's how she gets gets her promotion. She says whiskey's the one that always uh what do you call it? Uh, votes down, oh, votes her down her, yeah, yeah, and so, but she doesn't earn that that promotion at the end. It's just like lip service to that character and her advancement. So maybe, like maybe it's because this mm-hmm. movie is highly edited. You know what yeah. the original runtime was, right? Yeah, it's like three hours and stuff. It's like three hours and like 40-something minutes. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm not judging the, edit, the non-edited version. I don't know, I am. <laughs> I am. I'm judging the movie that I saw. And like it, I said, it's, no, you're, you're it's, right. It's, it's, va- it's bad storytelling. Every, a lot of ideas are not executed very well. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Elton John. When you first see Elton John, he's kind of captured. He's he's a prisoner there. And then for some... some and then he, he has this whole thing with the dog and, the, and all that stuff. So Benny the, the Jet. And Come then, on, And then all of a sudden, he does Kung Fu and stuff like that. But this makes no sense. It has, it to, be has to make sense. It's if, Elton John in why don't a furry you, costume. You know, things, why don't you make it consistent? Why don't you, at the beginning, make him like some sort of crazy ninja warrior that everybody's scared of? At least it's consistent. I don't know about though. you. That, that was the impression I got. Really? Seriously? <laughs> I don't think consistency it's, is... Yeah. I think when you watch this movie... Uh, I think this movie definitely amped everything up to the yes, point where yeah. anything goes like, okay, if they can bring Charlie back from the dead, but with the explanation, yeah. actually, that kind of made sense why his head yeah. didn't blow up in the first movie. And somehow how they, you know, bring uh, Harry back from the dead because like they had like some freaking nanotech. Nanoites is what she called it. And then wrapping the question thing. for me is like, how did Valentine and Gazelle not notice this giant helicopter, which I'm pretty sure was not a stealth yeah. helicopter. It made all this noise and they literally arrived on the scene yeah. like right after they stepped and off also, the camera. It and also it makes but the thing is, they go back to that well with whiskey and stuff like that. So basically, they made death irrelevant in this universe. Unless you put a person in a meat grinder, death is irrelevant. You can shoot people right in the head. It doesn't really matter. You can bring them back, show them picture. Yeah. It just makes things silly. And then, like I said, every every kind of bits and pieces of this movie you can pick apart. You know what I mean? Like this one of the characters that gets introduced at the beginning, the henchman, he gets the golden circle by killing his friend with the meat grinder. He doesn't factor into the plot at all. He's not part of any scheme. Later on, he he smokes weed with Elton John, so he gets he uh, Elton John poisoned or whatever, and then he gets killed. He doesn't. He, and he's just for that. That's all that character does. He no, just, he was he, he was there to show Julian Moore that this is what exactly. Julian Moore expects from. He's her henchman. Yes, yeah. the and exposition then, character. But the thing is, he like, doesn't do any henchman part. things. He doesn't do anything. No, no, but he's not the important. The important part is that Julian Moore would go as far as having the guy all he toss does a guy is, in the meat grinder. And all he does is set up that last action sequence and sets up the dog, too. So it's pointless and stuff like that. Other than the you said stuff. it sets it up. So there is oh a point. Oh, my God. It's, it's a waste of character. Every it's a wasted film, character. Every procedure crime drama has that exposition character. It's, it's not a fun role at all, yeah. but it's like they're the guy That's that why they didn't hire an actor for that. And like I said, all these stories, all these, especially the women characters, they, they, all their all their stories end up in a brick wall. The Roxy character you already mentioned, the girlfriend uh, character gets fingered with a tr- with a tracking device that's completely unnecessary and stuff like that. And then she gets blown up for some reason, stuff like that. Oh, I was hoping that she would actually secretly be working for Julianne because why right. else does she have a golden circle on her back, oh. right? So you thought that she would, while they were like having their sexy time, like yeah. she would have done something to Taryn as well. So I was exactly. I was hoping for more from her character. So as well. all that's very that's a that's a nasty scene. That's a crude scene and stuff like that. It's, it's supposed it's supposed to be crude though. 
for what for what point? Well, okay, this is from the director. Alfred's like, this is yeah. how I get off the movie. Yeah. This is this is the, from the director's point of view. Like yeah. we watch James Bond movie, and he always beds like the female villains, yeah. the the female heroes. Right. He beds everybody. Mm-hmm. It's cut. It's cut to black, and you don't really see nothing, and yeah. you don't think about it. You don't yeah. think about it. So this one is like, well, what if James Bond was doing actually this? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty much his point of why he goes this. But that's far. Not, not that's not flipping anything. That's I mean, not satirical. And the point of those James Bond scenes, those two characters, James Bond and the female, they were both on the same level as far as what they're getting into. They're both consenting adults and stuff like that. This girl is consenting to sex, but not having something put in her body and stuff, a foreign object. That's completely different, dude. But I, in James Bond, she's he's dealing, he's going with with women. Who he's trying to get information from, or exactly, whatever. Exactly, but that's a very different thing. This from is this is um, yeah, but you're, Matthew. But you're, no, yeah, I understand what understand you're saying. That, yeah. I'm just saying I'm taking in his point of view. This yeah. is the reasoning behind that. And Matthew Vaughn is saying like, well, he's just raising it up a level. But this I'm is how far this people I'm saying he's wrong though. I'm supposed to say his conclusion, his thought process is wrong because, like I said, those characters in those movies. They're like I said, they're on equal footing. When one character does not know that somebody's been put into his or her body, that's completely different. That's something gross, man. That's disgusting, dude. It's supposed to be disgusting. That's the thing. Gr- but the thing is, he, the, the thing is, you're not being satirical. The character gets rewarded for that because he, at the end of the day, saves the day. Yeah, he gets and that's his girl. also his point. Yeah, it's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah, it dude. may be true, but that is his point. I know, but then you can say that about all the movies, every movie. Then, then there we go. Then. then there's no such thing as criticism. Then right. Why critique anything? No, that's, that's you his can, point. You can say any- your reaction is yeah. exactly what he's looking for. That he's wrong. That he's crude. No, that, well, then, that, that it's glad. crude. That it's crude. Yeah, exactly. Well, then that's well. well God bless. I him. think both your opinions are extremely valid and they're both correct. Yeah. This movie, for sure, more than the first one, was like it was meant to provoke. And I don't know if it did well, but mm-hmm. I knew that that's what their intention was. It was raunchier. Yeah. It was, you know, the action was crazier. Uh, the characters were even more out there. I didn't find mm-hmm. that the, like, it wasn't as gory or anything, yeah. which yeah. for me was nice because I don't like gore. I mean, yes, there was a whole meat grinder thing, but you didn't actually watch yeah, he, the body he took the blood out of it and see it. As, yeah. It wasn't as, like... Uh, explicit as it was in the first film, it's yeah, like the whole a, church scene. Because it's a hyper real, a hyper cartoonish kind of thing. You don't see blood, yeah. you don't see bone crunching and stuff like that. It comes out oh, as yeah. a perfect hamburger patty. It's I exaggeration. Know, I know. So I'm the stuff first like that. movie, they, when they like the whole church scene, they yeah. really show like people getting impaled, things going through their heads, and yeah. it, so you're like, oh shit, this is actually really uh, cringeworthy. You're, but the second you're right film, about that. Yeah. it felt like yeah, the violence, uh, like there was more violent action scenes, but it became more cartoony. It felt yeah. like I was watching Looney yeah. Tunes, yeah. on yeah. crack. Mixed with James Bond. And just going back to more, Julianne, Moore, uh, Julianne Moore character, it's also, it just, it's completely underwritten. Her motivations doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Her character doesn't meet the Kingsman until the very end of the movie when they walk through that 50s diner. And the whole idea of her exposing herself just so the doc, so the president can sign a piece of paper and make this legalized and, and doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Because if she's wrong, like 300 million people die and stuff like that. And that's all her, uh, what do you call it? All her customers doesn't make any sense at all. The fact that the, this whole thing about uh, drug users and the president wanting them die—that whole all the sequences with 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 the president doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't really land. Is it? I don't know what it's supposed to do. Well, sec- oh. second U- second U.S. president he killed off. He killed Obama in the first one. Yeah, but he, didn't know that he didn't die though. He just got impeached. Yeah, the, the first one. Obama? No, I mean in the second film. Oh, the second he, film, uh, yes. But in the yeah. first one, but the first one, he blew Obama's head off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obama's so head that. blew off. Yeah, yeah. But all, yeah, uh, the, all that sequence doesn't make sense. All that stuff, the president, and again, the problem I have with, even if you don't have a problem with that specific uh, character getting fingered, whatever, and stuff like that, 
all the other women characters in this in this movie you have issues with. They're all underwritten or they're like put to the side. The 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 secretary. Do you even the 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 president talks to her secretary of state? Do you even know her character's name? Hillary Emily Clinton. Watson. I was like, holy shit! That, they got yeah. Emily Watson. What a small role that is. Exactly. She you know, she doesn't even get a name and stuff like that. It's it's come on. I thought, her, I thought her name was Hillary Clinton. Yeah, you, you said that joke <laughs> already, but still. Well, there was no reaction, so I, I, so, I went to repeat it. Yeah, see, the, like I said, none of this stuff exists in a vacuum. It's that character. It's Halle Berry. It's uh, Roxy and stuff like that. Oh, even it's, his girlfriend, she was just the princess who right. waited at home for him all day. Yeah, she didn't yeah. do much. And the thing is, if you want to do a send-up of, of, of James Bond and all that stuff, it's right there. That's the sequence before she gets the chip put inside her. There's a scene where uh, Eggie goes out and talks to his girlfriend about, hey, I'm going to have sex, but this is for the greater good that to me makes sense that's yeah. a send up of, of James Bond that, that, that was right. actually uh, also his uh, point of that scene too, yeah whatever. if they would have carried that idea through it would have made a lot more sense well, what bothered me about the princess thing it seemed like he made her role bigger or he made, he put her in the movie just because of all the negative criticism mm. about her in the first movie yeah. and it seemed completely unnecessary but at least that makes story sense because you're, you're reversing a trope which is James Bond doesn't have, has commitment issues this one he actually has a commitment with one of the girls that he slept with that makes story sense a girl, again, getting a microchip plant inside her is not sending up anything. It's not satirical to any point. It doesn't serve the story. Especially later on, you find out the president has a, has a little recording device in his whiskey bottle and stuff like that. There are ways of tracking people in this universe. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's a like yeah. the whole thing like, oh, you have to insert it up someone's butt or some like orifice just to get a track. I'm like, no, 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 you don't. Yeah. You can do you other things. You have a submarine so. car in this universe and stuff like that. It's, come on. Oh, another plot device I thought was just silly is once all the other kings were, were dead and stuff, their doomsday device evolved like a whiskey bottle in a safe. And then, you know what I mean? There's no other means of communication telling them what to do in case of apocalypse. It's just a whiskey bottle. With the, I think it's just Kentucky. It just, I like, like to think that um, that's just because they don't, in case the event, somebody finds that, they won't figure out what it is. Yeah, but because the people, if they were like, here's a huge <laughs> list of what to do, then they'd be like, oh, everyone can break but into what about it. But, supposed, also, but what about the people you're supposed to help? They can't figure it out. They can barely figure it out. They, but then, it, okay, I guess the question is. It led to if, artificial fights, one say. Yeah. yeah, of course, because they want to, and then they show that the kings, uh, the statesmen, were actually stronger than the kingsmen because mm-hmm. Channing Tatum single-handedly took out both of them. Yeah, but then also, I'm like wondering if they actually expand this into other countries in the yeah. future. Are they going to be like, oh, how come the Doomsday Protocol didn't have other things in it, like a kunai or a pot of rice? And then they show that the, the Kingsman logo, like the S, actually is like statesman. statesman mm-hmm. yeah. So it's kind of like, wait, now it makes me want to go watch the first movie. Like, was that no, S no, no, they're there? regular. It was just a regular one. That's their version of saying go to the Kingsman. But then they said Kingsman, the S, and the Kingsman. Yeah, that's the... just for their Doomsday thing. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it has yeah. to be. It's, it's like just a doomsday to doomsday hint pro- at the pro- other two. But then it's. Yeah. Like so, there's only uh, Britain and then America. But yeah. what about the other countries? And I want to see them expand into that, which is why I'm really hoping for a sequel. But only if they actually get more people of color in. If it's just more white people, right. then yeah. We mentioned Pasco, Pasco, Petro, uh, Pasco, Pedro, Pasco, Pedro, 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 Pedro. Oh, you know, no, it's just jamming. Sorry, we said a lot of nice things about action singers. One action singers I didn't like is actually from the ski lift when they're going down and the ski lift that they were on just spins really, really fast, like. How does I don't know I know it's a cartoony world is exaggeration but why does that make sense if you crank something to a hundred why would the maximum speed of that thing be like you know a ninety miles per hour spinning it till till they die and stuff that to me didn't really well, make a lot of spin. things in the movie just didn't make sense mm-hmm. the way the way I described I think, it on my review was that uh, on my on my I saw the movie blog uh, was that this is Matthew Vaughn just overindulging himself yeah. there's like he has no limits like 
Like he's doing whatever he wants to do, and nobody's saying, "Uh, you shouldn't do that." No, no. My, so that's that's my problem. Yeah, my my whole thing is the 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 secret agents and their abilities can be cartoony. You know what I mean? He can have a fight on a car with Prince playing and stuff. They have a two on one fight with a meat grinder. Oh, they can be cartoony. But we, the physics of the world, the whole thing. Why would that thing spin like a hundred miles per hour? That to me doesn't make sense. I like to note that this is the first movie to feature a Prince song that doesn't have Prince in the movie. Yeah, I know. It's heartbreaking and also oh. nice too at the same time. Yeah, because I mean, uh, he doesn't. Oh, he's a, he's well, he's dead. His sister. So, his sister okayed it. Yeah. So the uh, yeah. the estate okayed all this stuff. So expect yeah. more movies that has Prince in it. And if you hear that right now, that's you hear that? That's the sound of Prince rolling around his grave. <laughs> rolling around his grave. <laughs> yeah, rolling. Spin- Is it rolling spin- over? Spin- spin- rolling right? over his. Grave. He's spinning around his grave. Poor <laughs> bastard. Like spin- spinning spin- spinning miles his an grave. hour in his yeah. grave. But, like but, the thing. Oh, but speaking of the movies too, this is I believe the sixth or seventh movie. To future John Denver in the movie. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That's kind of incredible. In yeah. for 2017. Yeah. The, I don't know who's John Denver? John Denver is the one who's, who originally sang Country Country Road, Take Me Home. Uh, that song. Uh, it's a song that Mark okay. Strong sang at the end. Yes, yeah. Which that doesn't make worry, worry I was trying about to say that, hmm? speaking of music, it's kind of funny that they actually reused a song from uh, X-Men First Class, which was another <laughs> oh, movie that really? Matthew Vaughn directed. But it was... I don't actually remember what moment it was because I think I was just in shock going, this sounds a lot like that song from mm-hmm. X-Men First Class. And as the scene played out, I was like, wait, no, this is the exact song. He just used a song from his previous movie. It hasn't even been like a decade yet. What the heck? What was the movie? I mean, what was the song? I'm sorry. Um, It was, no, it was an orchestral song. Oh, okay, it wasn't okay. like, so it was a X-Men First Class theme song that he used in this movie. And I mean, it was very, very appropriate. It was very heartfelt and like, oh, this is beautiful. But I was like, when Wait. was it used exactly? Do you remember? That's the problem. Yeah. I said I don't remember oh, which oh. scene it was. I'm sure if I watch it again, I'll be like, "Oh, it was that part where Taryn and said this to yeah. this." Also, yeah. oh, uh, I keep listening to things I don't like because there's a lot of. Them. Oh, hold on, hold on. before oh, you go, can, can, yeah. can I jump in? Yes, just, just to just to do the whole John Denver John Denver mm-hmm. thing. Other movies of this year was uh, Free Fire had John Denver, Alien Covenant had John Denver, yes. Okja had John Denver, and Logan Lucky had John Denver. Plus oh, this wow. one. Oh, okay. Okay, go. Yeah, on. another thing I didn't like was like the oh, the reason why they tri- how they triggered. Uh, is it Henry? What's what's the guy's name? The mentor's Ooh. name. Colin Ford. Harry. 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 The re- the reason that he they triggered his memory is like Eggy gets a puppy and he threatens to shoot the puppy right to trigger his trauma, yeah. his memory and stuff. But that's that wasn't the point of his initiation. The, right. The point was him shooting the dog to join the Kingsmen and stuff like the the choice that he makes to kill his his own puppy, not somebody else threatening to kill a random puppy and stuff like that. So that's again that's just bad writing. And this there's too many callbacks to the first movie too. The, this movie should be its own movie. Too many callbacks and this was an example of it. and it's not even written very well too and stuff like that. That's yeah. another problem I had. I think like Guardians of the Galaxy too. Hmm? Well, no, huh? but I, I, don't, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't agree. I don't, I don't, disagree, I don't disagree with with all the complaints you have with the movie because those are kind of my my same complaints as well. The, my my thing is though is that I did like the characters even though I had enough of Exy, um, and you. I liked the action sequences even though I had some problems with the action sequences. Mm-hmm. So it's like I did enjoy the movie. I won't deny that I did enjoy the movie. I just kind of wish he reined things back a little bit to the to the level of the first movie. The first movie was just a nightly tight, like directed movie, and I kind of wish he did the same thing for this one. This one it felt like like three. TV episodes like put into one. It's like he doesn't know how to hold back. He just yeah. kind of just did things, and there we go. If he just did the directing part of it, the action sequence of it, that's fine. He probably shouldn't be in charge of the script and co-writing the script and stuff like that. There's a lot of issues I have with the movie is is script. You know what I mean? Just bad writing. Bad. They made a lot of decisions on, on the script level that that no. I said no. I yeah. said no. Like I said, while I enjoyed this movie, uh, unlike the first one, I probably don't need to buy this movie for my my collection. Yeah, I probably don't. Mm-hmm. 
but I did enjoy it. <laughs> I'm gonna go thumbs down. Yeah, Kajami's I'm, a pure thumbs I'm down. I'm hoping for yeah. Roxy because they did show her getting yes. off the bed, and I, saying like, "Oh fuck." I, 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 so I have like, the same hope too because that was such a throwaway uh, character in the, in this movie. I kind of wish him her dropping off the bed. Hopefully she survives somehow. Yeah, like she jumps into a bunker inside her bed, and then if they reveal, like, yeah. oh, what took her so long to come back? Like, oh, she was busy, you know, recuperating from getting her body blown off. I don't know, whatever. But this movie pretty much proves anything can happen. Like, yeah, you so know, I was like, so, she's totally you know, coming back. Like, this would be good. Oh, but speaking of people coming back, I did kind of like Charlie, even though I thought he was just a stupid character in the first one. Oh, the villain. Him as a villain in this one, I thought worked pretty well. Yeah, it worked. I had no problem with that. Yeah, yeah. he's good. Yeah, the big yeah, part. I mean, yeah. for an actor, like I thought it was really fun for him to have play. Like, I mean, he's still a good-looking guy, but you know, having the hair and like the preppy boy look before, and then now he's like super, like I'm just a bad poor man. Yeah. <laughs> he was a better was like, villain. Was... He was a better villain than Julian Moore. Yeah, and it's not to me. It's not Julian Ma- Julian Moore's fault, man. It's just I don't the know. Where, I, yeah, it's just bad writing. Like I said, it's just it's just bad writing. She's just literally in a different movie than the rest of the Kingsmen stuff like that. You know, it's the, just, it's the, just weird. Benny and the Jet was better villains than Junior Moore. Yeah, the, the crazy dogs and stuff like that. The, yeah. the president was a better villain than Junior. No, Moore. that's not true. The, the president. <laughs> no, that was no, all. That, he's, he's worse than Julian. That's <laughs> some bad acting, like, man. That's I a bad. Julian Moore acting. was overacting, and then mm-hmm. everybody was like, "Oh, well, that's just how like Martha Stewart is when yes. she does things." And I'm what, like, "I guess," but it just I can really. Yeah. What's the, what's the actor's name? I think the the guy who played the president was a known actor. Yeah, he's a Bruce character. Greenwood. Bru- there we yeah, go, Bruce yeah. Greenwood. He was in that mo- the- TV show uh, Nowhere Man, yeah. if I remember correctly. I agree with Edward. It seemed like Martha, I mean, <laughs> Julianne Moore was going for like a Martha Stewart, Rachel Wood kind of vibe kind of thing, you know what I mean? But that president was off in some weird other movie by himself. Oh, that was some weird. Some weird Yeah, I was like, thing. what happened? Why is his acting even weirder yeah. than Julianne Moore? My I best, was possible. My favorite thing is like em- em- Emily Watson's also in different movies. She's taking this seriously. And so like, she's like, what the hell are you doing, man? I was hell? like, that's some. Deep acting. I'm like, yeah. wow, okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, when she appeared? Yeah. I wish they also explained more, like, how many people actually died from the virus because, or whatever, because, like, you did see some people's eyes yes. slowing up in the prisons. And it's like, well, judging by the fact that they were, like, the one whose eye that we see, like, oozing out blood was right underneath yeah. the president's assistant. It was like, wait, so what's the time calibration? Yeah. I yeah. don't get it. <laughs> that was also the very inconsistent. Like, they say there are four different stages. Yeah. And then everybody would reach this, this, a stage in a different time, but it seemed like everybody else was waiting until everybody else yeah. reached a certain stage before and they go with the next and one. And also, they, everybody kind of forgets about the fact that they're all condemning like drug users and other crackheads and all that stuff. But they also forget so you about... you agree with the president? No, but they also... Yeah, but the president's <laughs> an idiot. Much like our own president. The president's an idiot because he completely forgets about the fact that there's also medical uses for me, uh, medical marijuana and stuff. They could probably sidestep that that part of it. But the, that would, that would the make these more complicated use. for the story. That's oh, what, that's yeah. what um, his... Uh, then it'd be a, a was saying though, yeah, was she saying that? The assistant really? brought it up. She was like, "Oh, there's oh. some people who do it recreationally and for medical purposes and whatever." And he was like, "Too bad, haha, fuck you all." <laughs> yeah, but, then, but I, it, okay, go ahead, Edward. I was just gonna the, when when you guys were mentioning how stupid her plan was to like you know her entire money was made from drug users. That's mm-hmm. how she made her empire, and now pretty much she's like effectively killing off her entire uh, sources. And then I'm thinking, what other villain like you know megalomaniac villain that did the same thing where it t- doesn't make sense in the long run? And it makes me think of Superman Returns, the Kevin Spacey. Oh Lex right, Lester, right, right. Where it's like, okay, so your plan is you're gonna turn the world into some giant kryptonite crap. Yeah. So. And that you, will destroy the economy. Like yeah. you're not going to make any money anymore. Yeah. So it's and, same thing with this one. Yeah. you're not going to make any money after this. Like maybe you'll get a big lump sum from the yeah. governments, and then that's it. Yeah, and the, at that time, money would be useless because you know all those millions of people have died and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Hyperinflation. And also in Superman, he brings up this whole entire continent. But how are you supposed to hold and marshal and keep this continent with like 
three or four thugs. So anyway, but speaking of Brian Singer, it's also like an X Men Apocalypse where Apocalypse wanted to destroy the world, and then after that, what's what's gonna happen next? <laughs> yeah, he rules it. At, well, in his case, it'll be the uh, Sorrow of the Fittest. Whoever comes out, he'll, mm. he'll rule. Oh, fair enough. Fair Same enough. thing with this one. But like know. like in the first X Men movie, the uh, the political team was very simple. It was like, well, we gotta kill the population so that the wor- world could grow or we could. Yeah, could I think Matthew Vaughn needs to talk to somebody about and then, this. And then in this one is I feel like, like well, he needs to work this out with somebody. And then this one, he tackles the drug cartels or. Dr- but the thing is, though, so here's another pothole. So now everybody in the world is getting their drugs from one person? No, no, no. She said that she is the the biggest source of it, but then she puts it out to other people. So it seems like there's other cartels and stuff, but ultimately everybody works under her. Still. Well, I mean, it, it, okay, it, is yeah. a, it is a cartoon, so I guess I'll Yeah, just so you're, you're going to believe that Valentine really had, like, the SIM cards and, like, everybody's phone. Or not everybody, yeah. but, like, you know, more than enough people so that when they yeah. the signal triangulated, it would kill everybody. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. It's right. a cartoon. Yeah, it, cartoon. it is a cartoon yeah. that you just have to acknowledge. Yeah, I mean, just speaking of cartoon, it's just, and they, at some point, they took all the drug users and put them, like, in hamster cages and filled up uh, <laughs> yeah, football know, stadiums. Right? It's like, oh, my God. It's not even good special effects. Here, it's so. very much, like, it's very heavy-handed. It's very, like, over oh. the top yeah. in its, like, messaging. Did I, mes- did I mention a thumbs down? No? Well, no. he's you completed thumbs down. I'm not, I, I actually did yeah. enjoy the movie, okay. you know. But uh, but the actual yeah, I are, still I don't oh. I don't hate it. Yeah. I still enjoy it. It's still better than a lot of movies that's come out this sure. year. Uh, so, I mean, I guess it's not saying yes. much because and it has sucked. and it has Pedro Pascal. So that for yeah, me, he's terrific. It's a win. He's probably the best yeah. thing about this movie. Actually, he's he's really terrific. I want that. him to go get bigger and better roles. I mean, he's still doing his run in Narcos, so he's still doing that. Uh, so. I I expect bigger and better things from him, so I hope that this is the case. I mean, this movie, while it doesn't have as many people of color as I would like, which I'm hoping for, like, the next film to have that, I was going to say they actually, like, uh, I mean, what's the word? They bring up people with, like, amputees. (laughs) Because <laughs> the first movie, oh, sure. Gazelle true, didn't right. have legs or the bottom of her legs, and then now Charlie has mm-hmm. no arms. So it's like, oh, that's cool. I mean, obviously everyone's like a badass, and they're like cyborg robot mm-hmm. ninja thingies. Right. But it's like, oh, this is cool. Like, my so, so you're like, saying we should fear amputees? I'm thinking yes. Roxy. <laughs> no, that's I think, the next movie. This I think Roxy comes amputees. back with no legs or arms, and she's the villain. <laughs> Because that's where we're yeah, going with this. She's gonna have just a body. Well, yeah. no, I figured she'd come back and you know everything would be fine. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, what if they hook her up with like Channing Tatum or something? Oh, that's which, very possible. Which I think would be fine as long as it's her making the call. Not oh, you Channing know what? Tatum, I th- like, my prediction is she comes back as a villain, just like in this one. But she's just a brain in a jar, and she's the villain, <laughs> the brain in a jar. That's all. That's where we're going with this. The funny thing I is, mean, if you go crazier, sure, why not? Yeah. The funny thing is that might actually be what will happen. That might I mean, be actually because I mean, like, like uh, Exy and and Roxy are supposed to be best friends, even though whatever. And then, like, at the third movie, he's gonna you did come yeah. back for me or something. And like at that. least she'll finally get some sort of story, some sort of arc, instead of just being like the sidekick and stuff like that. Yeah, so, you know, she's completely wasted in, this, in these movies and stuff like that. And she, did he ever saw? A... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna make a prediction. I feel like I. Like, we'll see. What, but the, my prediction for the third movie is that they're going to take a note from the James Bond movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and they're going to murder, they're going to kill off uh, the wife. They're going to kill off Exe's <laughs> wife. And then it's going to become a yeah. vengeance movie. And I feel like that's where they're going to go. Because at the end of this movie, I didn't get the sense, but I read afterwards, did Exe retire from Kingsman like, to get married and stuff? Because that's what will draw him back in if they murder uh, his, his wife. 
Did you, who, did oh, anybody else get that and impression? that's why Channing Tatum's walking into the Kingsman yeah. place? Yeah. Well, no, they never said that he was giving up his spot at, as a statesman, though. Yeah. I think it was just more Jeff Bridges' character going, hey, we want you to look better. And then right. so go visit them. And it's like, oh, cool. just hinting at the next yeah. movie, saying like, oh, they're going to yeah, like right. team up for more things. Yeah, yeah, my impression was they did like a student exchange kind of thing. You know what I mean? He goes to the Great Britain and then... Exy or uh, Henry uh, Harry goes to Statesman and stuff. That's that mm-hmm. was my impression. But I read somewhere where it seemed like Exy was kind of retiring from Kingston. But I don't know if that's oh, good. Nice. Yeah, I'm done with that character. So no, but I'm okay what, what, what was your impression of, at the end? Uh, my impression was that he was going to retire. He, oh, okay. he already said that if he marries him, he's going to have responsibility as the prince or whatever. So he can really do this. So that, me- that means she's, she's dying in the third one, basically. But, but then, yeah, but you're yeah, right. Yeah. Like, it's, it, that seems to be where it's going to go. Another thing, too, um, did they ever solve the whole codename thing between Galahad and Galahad? No. Nope. Nope. They didn't talk. Which well, is why didn't have, they were like, well, didn't have to just, now. No, XE retired. Is, if he retires, then it solves it's, it's, it. It's all him. Right. Yeah. Mm. How convenient. Yeah, you know she pro- he probably retires and becomes the Merlin position because they have to find what eleven more Kingsmen now, right, or something like that. So I'm guessing that's where we'll pick it up. He's kind of semi-retired. You know what I mean? He takes the Mark Strong position, gets touch training more uh, Kingsmen. Oh, uh, you know like that's that. that's another reason why I don't want to see a third one. Uh, they don't have Mark Strong anymore as Merlin. Mark Strong that's, is really good. A, He's a really good that's actor. That's sad. What what the yeah. hell did they do that? And, and completely unnecessary. Shock too. value. Again, shock just, value. I guess it's poor writing too because Mark Strong sacrificed himself. Uh, to kill like three or four dudes, and you know, with the, with these guys' special skills and stuff, he really didn't need to kill those three or four dudes. You know, what I mean? nope. it, it didn't really make a difference. He could just sat on that mine and figure it out later and stuff. So yeah, for them to deactivate the mines and be like, hey, yeah. yo, bro, yeah, walk off. they might have been cool. able to figure out. Hey, you know what? The remote control to this bomb might be inside the building. Why don't we do that first, yeah. guys? Especially because yeah. there were there were like at least three references throughout the movie yeah. about like deactivating the mines. Yeah, but the thing you is, they don't, don't go back to that. But the thing <laughs> is, they don't. The, the characters in the movie don't know about that. Yeah, but, but just yeah, yeah, we but, yeah. we as the movie going audience hears but, that but, and go, oh, it's gonna pay off. But them as spies would realize a <laughs> mine would have on and off devices and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. So you agree with me? It's a bad movie, right, guys? No, you agree. It has no. problems, but I enjoy it anyway. It's a very, very poorly written. It's not that black thought. and white. It's not that black. Well, there was. I have a question about it, which yeah. is like in the previous film, if they're going to bring in the statesman now, and Valentine was doing like a worldwide massacre, where the statesman? You know, like yeah. are they going to show side movies or whatever things like Blade Runner is doing, like in between stories? Like this is yeah. what they were doing. They were busy fighting some underground thing as the, well, which is yeah. why they couldn't help. My biggest kind of takeaway from the first. Kingsman movie as far as like what if or what you could have seen they, at the end there's a sequence where a, a mom goes after her baby right goes to kill it right yeah, his mom uh, yeah and then that's just one mother and one child what about all the billions of other mother and child that you don't see as part of the movie you know what I mean did they actually succeed in killing their baby and stuff because they must have right so that's yeah, good time no I think there were a significant amount of people that actually did Died. die or were you would think horrifically yeah. injured before mm-hmm. he stopped the thing mm-hmm. um, and same with uh, this drug one, you know, where it was like millions of people were saved, but there was also millions of people that died. And also, so. if you're if you're trapped in these hamster cages, where do you peep and poop and stuff? Where do you get food? Well, and that's stuff the like thing. That? Their bodies froze, right? Like oh, they're dancing really? for like a day, and then they were frozen for God knows how long. And then they're how convenient. And then they're, yeah, so dehydration the doesn't matter. Be like completely drenched in blood though, because yeah. they had all the other people oh, on top of them dying, yeah. and so, so it's like gross. oh blood. It's, yeah, and the cages on top yeah. didn't have covers, so it was like just open holes. So this is really a prequel to like The Walking Dead or something like that what this is yeah sure i don't know right. but it was it's just weird like when did she start this virus you know and whatever yeah i don't yeah. know it's got, it's got yeah, problems like, the times are all different i'm not denying it. it's it got problems but i i did ha- i did enjoy it 
either way. No, yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I have problems with that movie, but it was just, I when I watched it, I was like, no, it was fun. But when I left, it wasn't like, oh, man, I want to be, you know, I was like, oh, that's cool. Where's Roxy? <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't mind watching the three hours and 40-something minute version of yeah, it, if it yeah. ever comes out. Yeah. It'll probably flesh things out a little bit better or whatever. But um, speaking of speaking of like predictions for the sequel, the only other logical thing is to introduce an Asian branch of this thing. Yeah. But what would that yep. what, what would that be called? We're discussing. Oh, Edward that. and I were uh, spent a lot of time discussing this in and out, and we were thinking it would be Japanese because they because are the Japanese. most iconic yeah. ones in terms of some cool fighting thing. Because if you were to think Chinese, it's like well, and um, you know, based on like the three big Asian ones, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be like Chinese, Japanese, or Korean. And Koreans were like, well. They don't have guns in Korea. Mm-hmm. They no. can't. So the and China more, is like. And it's more eh. defensive, right? The 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 kung fu style. Yeah. So in the Chinese, yeah. but then the Japanese, it's like, oh, they have samurai. They have yeah. ninja. They can totally use old school weapons, but then super high tech, like, oh, my kunai actually explodes into a bomb yeah. or some shit. But We're, then, uh, ever was saying based on how money works with movies, it's probably going to be China, just because yes. the Japanese do not run the movie industry, unfortunately. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Oh, but what, what would they be called, though? I mean, I know we're just guessing yeah. here. Oh, we were saying, like, oh, they would be called the businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> they're all very, yeah, they're all into business. Uh, but if it was Japanese, they would have, like, a really cool Japanese yeah. name that you'd be like, oh, it actually translates to this. And yeah. then and they work like, 16 hours and stuff like that. They don't they ignore their wife and kids and stuff like that. That's the, yes, exactly. the, the professional man. <laughs> and then uh, what would they sell, right? Because, you know, uh, the Europeans, oh, no, sorry, the British have their tailoring, the Americans have their alcohol, and then Edward said <laughs> the Japanese would have rice. And I yeah. was like, what the well, fuck? It has, rice to, it has to be sake, right? Or something like that. Well, it, and that's co- more alcohol. Yeah. So they yeah, it has to be alcohol. Kingsmen did alcohol. So it's yeah. like, oh, they would have food. Or I was like, oh my god, yeah. what if Japanese, they're selling Sanrio stuff. But I thought we're not going with Japanese. I thought we are probably going to go with the Chinese, right? Cause, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We're probably going yeah. with Chinese. But then I was like... But stylistically... Japanese yeah, more sense. Yeah, Japanese would look better. And then also there was like this brand that I've discovered that it was, they do like bespoke Japanese kimonos, but with a modern twist. And I was like, oh, those, these businessmen will look amazing in that because it looks like modern kimonos and it looks really nice. Yeah, and we're going to say, okay, if like, you know, they'll be even more, they'll be better than the statesmen and the kingsmen in the sense that like they don't really go out of the way to use guns so that they've been trained. If we're going to go that far out, they've been trained with their swords that they can stop yeah. bullets. Yeah, they like yeah. slice bullets in midair and then the kingsmen and the statesmen are like, oh, holy, sh- what? And then they're like, and then at the end of the film, maybe they'll take a gun out and shoot somebody. And they'll be like, I thought you don't use guns. They're like, yeah, yeah guns are for pussies. But, you but it's know. like last resort. Yeah, measure. like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I just, I had a gun. Why yeah. not? I do think it'll be Japanese, and I think Roxy does come back as the villain in a brain in a jar. That's my prediction. Brain in a jar. Valentine will come back as a brain in a jar. Yeah, his brain never got impaled. It was just his chest. That's true. Well, I mean, Edward had asked, like, oh, I thought that, you know, when when she was asking, uh, Roxy, when she had asked Eggsy, oh, who's the best and what? And he was like, oh, best agent or best friend. And he was like, both, winky. And he was like, oh, maybe there's something there. And I think I'm just like super like refusing to accept there to be any romantic connection because I'm like, that's so cliche. Like, no, you can't do that. And she's her own strong character by doing that completely diminishes everything she's done in the first It does seem like Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no. It's okay. I I totally agree. Like, it was hinted at, but I was like, no, like, nah. Actually, I I I honestly believe it was platonic. Because yeah. it really seemed like they, they had Roxy play the gay best friend. That's yeah. kind of like the, the, the best friend role that they gave for Roxy. That's the impression I got. Because it, it did seem like Exy really loved the yeah. princess. 
So I just don't see them having. My impression that is that she, she's definitely coming back. There's a reason why she didn't, didn't show the dead body, her or her, her actually getting killed and stuff like that. She's yeah, she's definitely coming back. JB or Brandon get blown up. We just saw the dog going bark 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 bark, and yeah. Brandon's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, but I'm assuming they die because they have no special secret Kingsman training and stuff like that. I think she's definitely coming back though. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, JB could come back as a dog head in a jar and yeah. be like, could, it's like, you know, Rick and Morty and he's like Snowball. He's like, oh, Impressive. you did not come back. You uh, you adopted a new pug. Now all the dogs will be against you. Good times. <laughs> okay. All so, right. So great. It's a bad movie, right, guys? No, we nope. enjoyed it. No. Just you. All right. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think it's 50-50 right now with most people on whether it's good or bad. But either way, we enjoyed it. At least me. No, and no, that's opposite of what I said. <laughs> no, it's not a good All movie. right. And on that note, uh, thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at albert 5 5 You can also find me in my Asada Movie blog for my non-spoilers movie reviews on my comic strips at uh, Coco Mix Mix and on the other podcast, The Stuff and Junk Show, which we was the 150th episode. So I had Jamming t- tell us his top 10 favorite movies of all time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's Jamming, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. That's for my Twitter account. Uh, one of John Ming's top favorite movies was Kingsman and Angry Birds. No, it's not. It's not. That's not. It's the <laughs> bottom, bottom 10. You yes. can find me on Twitter at I am Josephine and Facebook and Instagram at Slow Joe Jojo. And this podcast, I don't know. Albert goes on so long. Ugh. This is Edward. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cinnabon Monster. You can send comments to whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. If you want to show your support, just visit whowhatworstwhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworstwhy.com. All right. So between the four of us, uh, Edward and Josephine actually saw Ninjago, or is it Ninjago, or whatever. Wait, so did, so did John Ming. Oh, yes. So did Jeffy. That's right. I'm sorry. Uh, out of the four of us, I'm the only one that did not watch Ninjago. Yes. Uh, but, Ninjago. Uh, it's not Ninjago. It's Ninjago. 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 Right. I, I, like I said, I don't follow the TV show or the cart or Neither the toys I, or whatever. But the commercials say Ninjago. Ninjago. <laughs> you want to wait for drumming first? or? Yeah, we'll wait for drumming. In the meantime. Do, 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 We've all seen do, it. Do, 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 do. Wait, is he leaving? Wait, Where's are you going? leaving? Yeah, after you what happened to Ninjago? Wait, no. Huh? Ninjago. You guys still doing Ninjago? Yeah, yeah after credits, man. Okay, Jobbing's still here. Uh, okay, guess, fine. No, okay. If, if you we need to go, if you need to go, tell us, tell us your thing on Ninjago. Uh, it was ultimately. Uh, not. I was impressed. I was. I, it was fine. You were impressed. I was unimpressed. Oh, you're unimpressed. It's fine. I was a little surprised. If Ed, uh, sorry, Jamming said he was impressed. I was unimpressed. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, like I said, if you guys, if it was one of those things where two seconds after I saw it, I forgot about it. But, but I don't know. It was. I wasn't bored. I. I didn't laugh that much. I. It's fine. It kept my nephew entertained. That's all that mattered. But to me, it's whatever. What were you guys? Uh yeah, I wrote a review on it for Nerds of Color, and I titled it Ninjago or Ninja No, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I think I'm more of a ninja man, but because yeah. like the graphics are really great, mm-hmm. um, half the voice cast is really cool, yes. but then the movie itself, I was like, oh, it just doesn't have any heart in it. The story was yeah, Edward point. actually fell asleep at some point, <laughs> and like, he like woke up, and I was like, what happened? Where did you? And he's like, huh? Where? <laughs> so yeah, it was it wasn't great it wasn't bad but it wasn't yeah th- uh, they did one thing that i thought was kind of clever 
which would instead of having uh, Jackie Chan's character, uh, what do you call it, uh, be like the mentor throughout the movie for the Ninjago characters and stuff like that, it was the villain. I thought that was a nice turn. Seriously? But, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. The villain actually c- carries the se- second half of the movie. It does a pretty good job of it, but. It, it, that should be more entertaining than it actually was because it seemed like I think one of the problems was when, you, when you're introduced to the characters at the beginning they're kind of already heroes and stuff you don't really understand the journey that they go on you know what I mean they, at the beginning of the movie unless you watch the cartoons right right exactly which I, which I don't I haven't seen the cartoons so the thing is they already have these giant max and they're all kind of fully, fully formed characters so I don't understand what the journey was for them necessarily maybe maybe it's because I never saw the cartoons maybe that's it and the other thing I thought it, it as another as a really good intro with Jackie Chan in the real world and all that stuff. That part was fine, but then it jumps to this Good Morning America thing with uh, Michael Strahan, this other girl. You know what I mean? As a news broadcaster for the city of Ninjago, and that, it just that thing just went on and on. It just like super bugged me, and then and, and everything else in the movie was kind of just like eh, whatever. Uh oh! Yeah. You mentioned what was their their journey? Their journey was for them to not rely on the mechs and for them to utilize Is that what it was? whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the elemental powers that they all had within them or some mm-hmm. shit. And like in the end, like, you know, the main Lloyd was like, oh, my power is green. Right, I right. am the green ninja. <laughs> oh, I am inside everybody. I'm like, that sounds so wrong. Oh, my God. Is, is like, his name really Lloyd? Lloyd, yeah. It's Lloyd, but his father calls him Lloyd. Oh, yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a joke. Yeah, that's a joke. But yeah. Yeah, okay. Actually, I think they cut most of that joke out. That, that joke. No, they is, had it like throughout in a the, lot. Yeah, in the trailer, I thought it was like a one minute biff between him and the father. But I thought in the movie, they cut it down to like 10 seconds. Anyway, it just. I don't know. The dialogue, the, the story was like, eh, eh, whatever. All right. Edward Josephine, yes. do you want us to, um, um, do you want to tell us oh, your yeah. trip to Legoland or whatever? Oh, that's I do have to return a call though, so I, I, I have to run. I'll talk to you guys oh, later. Okay. All right. Bye. 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 Okay, well, what, 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 what else about the movie should I know about? Because I'm still not oh. watching it. I'm pretty much Ninja No. Yeah, but you haven't even seen it, so you can't Ninja No yet. Uh, no, I'm saying uh, I'm Ninja well, Knowing to actually watching Ninja Go. I'm not going to go to Ninja Go. Ninjago. Damn it. <laughs> um, well, the movie... So I really, really like Lego Batman. Like, that one struck home for me all the way. And even though we rewatched it, I was just like, oh my god, this has so many moments I'm still missing, even though I have it on my DVD player and I'm pausing it and everything. But then, like, Lego movie, I did not enjoy it at all. I hated that movie. But I do admit that, like, the colors, the story, like, it was much better than Ninjago. Ninjago, I think, is riding on that wave of whatever made those first two films successful. But then they made it more juvenile for ba- for kids because they're like oh we want to cater to them and like so we're gonna have jokes go on for a little bit and they're not funny like um like Jami had said the newscasters were like saying something and it just went on for a little I don't even remember what they were talking about I don't even remember that scene but that's the problem a lot of the scenes would be like someone says something just kind of rambles a little bit and then somebody else says something and you're just like oh this is supposed to be funny but you're sitting there going like I know it's not funny and then even though their city was very flushed out with all these cool mechs, the cool buildings, and all the destruction and chaos that goes through it, there was something about it that made it feel very generic. It didn't feel like an actual good world to fall, watch fall apart or something. I don't know. It just felt really like, eh, like kind of just like jumped over You're that You're describing stuff. exactly why I'm not watching a movie because it looks like I'm not the target audience for this. It is just a throwaway movie for kids. <sighs> I guess. I mean, they really tried to fill it out with their voice cast, you know, having Jackie Chan. Oh, sure, but sure. But that was about it because it's like, okay, our, my, our main problem with it was like the representation of people of color because this world is obviously Japanese run. It is Ninja Go, right? 
And so for a film that has Asians, like, based on Asian lore and, like, has Asia as a backdrop, they had not many Asians in it. It's only really Jackie Chan as the very stereotypical, like, ninja sensei kind of guy. And then, so he was good. But it's like, why do you have Justin Thoreau and Dave Franco as the leads when I don't think they're exactly household names that'll get people clamoring to go watch them? Because it's like, who Dave? Oh yeah, he's that guy who was played the uh, and Justin Theroux. Like he's kind of he's not old, but he's never been like you know the leading guy that you go to movies to watch. Like he's good. I liked him as Garmadon, but why are they all white people? And then what is Olivia Munn's character's name then? She's um, Coco Misako. Oh, so she actually is playing. She's actually playing an Asian then. Yeah, she's actually playing an Asian character. Like they're all technically Asian, except like the robot, I guess. I mean, the guy's name is Lloyd. Character. That's not very Asian. Lloyd. Yeah, it's weird because she, her, she's actually they gave her a full on Asian name, and she is yeah Lloyd's mother. And so you're like, oh, she's okay, Lloyd's mother. Fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's Lloyd's mother, and then um, Garmadon's the husband, obviously, or like then, you know the ex flame. And then Master Wu is Jackie Chan. No, no, no. Are we gonna? Can we... Oh, yeah. This is spoiler stuff. Uh, Jackie Chan is the brother of Garmadon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're like, okay, so everyone's related, uh, but there's only one actual Asian there. Uh, and then, like, the rest of the team is, like, made up. You know, there's, like, Kumal and Jan- Johnny, but he's Nanjian. good. Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Is Kai. Is, I don't remember who that is. I'm sorry. The red, the red one. Sure. And then, yeah, and then there's some, like, white girl who voices the female ninja, but I was like, who are you? Why are you here? Zach Tan. Oh, Zach Tan. Who the fuck is Zach, Zach Woods. Zach Woods. He does the robot voice, which is actually really impressive because the robot voice actually sounds like a robot. You didn't think it was a human. So when you found out it was actually a human that voiced a robot, you're like, oh, wow, he did a really good job. Well, it's Zach Woods, so I, I kind of believe it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, um, and also like this is I think their attempt of like, you know, like, uh, you know, we got one main guy. We got Jackie Chan. Come on, guys. He's like a big international superstar. And then, you know, the main leads being white people. And if uh, like people of color, they're like, see, you know, you know, it's not all white people. We got other people of color to justify, you know, it's a, it's like the same thing they did with Ghost in the Shell. Like they're like, oh, Scarlett Johansson, yeah. But then we got like black people, we got Latino people, all part of the team. So it's all cool, right? Even though it's all set in this Asian setting. And then for this Ninjago movie, they had a bunch of Asian actors who did very small, minor voices. You had Randall Park, you had uh, Constance Wu, you had Charlene Yi, and you had Ali Wong. And they all voiced like, I think they said like three lines total for each of them so it was like they're like oh we got all these like really you know up and well not up and coming but like you know you know asian comedy stars but you don't give them roles like randall could have easily played lloyd like he could like his voice he can do that it, he can sound like you know a the young character kid. he played was another fellow high schooler so it was like yeah he could totally i didn't even know it that. was randall park until we like we we found out that they were like oh my god randall park played that guy who sings that shitty song Oh my god, I didn't know that because he actually sounded really young. So I wonder, like, you know, I don't know if the movie would have made more. I think it would have just made the same amount, which apparently is not that much from what I saw this opening weekend. But it's like if you had Randall Park as Lloyd, you had, you still kept Jackie Chan, you had constant, you had like the Asians I just mentioned up to like, you know, a big, those bigger ninja roles. And then, you know, it, it still would have done just as shitty. You know, with the opening weekend making like what, like twenty million dollars, which is pretty low for I guess for a Lego kids movie. Yeah, I, well, I I expected it to beat Kingsman, but apparently it did not. 
Kingsman kicked his ass. Oh, yeah, surprise, surprise. Not much competition. <laughs> but still, well, it's a kid's movie, a Lego kid's movie. You figured it would yeah, make more. I was expecting like, a huge result. But um, then, yeah, but, but someone said that like since Lego movie, uh, the box office profits have been going down. So Lego movie did really, really well. Lego Batman did pretty well too, but not as good as Lego the first movie. And then this was even worse. Maybe they really needed to rely on releasing it like the first two months of the year. That seems to be their bread and butter. It's possible, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I guess it came out pretty fast after Lego Batman. Like, people haven't had time to, like, catch a break yet. And it's like, oh, here's another Lego movie. And you're like, holy crap. There's so many. They're not, they're indiscernible now from I each mean, other. I mean, Marvel's doing that. They had Guardians of the Galaxy earlier. And now Thor Ragnarok's coming in, like, two months. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's, that's Marvel Disney. So they have their own little game. Uh, Stop uh, throwing all that lint onto the carpet. Like, you're never going to vacuum. All right. And on that note. Anyways, uh, oh, but yeah, Dave Franco, <laughs> he's the lead, but, like, no one's talking about him because. He wasn't very good. Oh, he's he's Lloyd? Yeah, he's Lloyd, Darmadon, okay. the main guy who talks his way through this whole movie and for whatever reason has daddy issues, even though it's like your dad's an asshole and left you at birth. So why do you care about him so much? It's it's a typical like, you know, son has to find father's shit story and then like the mom's just completely disregarded. Apparently the mom's really cool. She used to be this really cool like ninja warrior that fought against Garmadon and that's how they met. But then now she's like relegated to just being this mom. And you know, the best part was at the press conference, Olivia Munn was like giving this fully fleshed out story saying like, yeah, you know, I feel like the mom really sacrifices herself to raise her son to be it. And I was like, okay, cool. But we don't see that in the movie, unfortunately. It's like uh, X-Men Apocalypse. All this training and backstory for a character. only That, like, no one's going to see or utilize that story that you just built. Yeah, and then, like, because Dave Franco, he plays Lloyd. Sorry, I like calling him Lloyd more than Lloyd. He doesn't do a very good job like he tries to do things where it's like i'm an angsty teen and feel my pain but then something about dave franco's voice it just sounds like he's very restricted when he talks and doesn't open his mouth it just sounds kind of weird and you're like eh, like so you don't care about lloyd really uh and as the main character you should care about him so, so yeah there go. that was unfortunate there's ninja go or ninja go <laughs> ninja no ninja no ninja, ninja. no yeah, I mean, it was more like Ninja Meh, because <laughs> it's pretty, but the uh, short that they actually released for the movie, the Master Wu versus the Chicken, I don't know if you've seen that. I've seen that. That was released uh, before Lego Batman, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was like a year ago. Uh, well, Lego Batman movie, came out like sh- this year. Oh, this yeah, year. but no, they released it a year ago. It was exactly a year ago in front of Storks. Right. Oh, right, that's right. where they released it. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's where it actually got released. Yeah, I somehow actually did watch Storks, correct. Mm. yes and we liked it you did not but that <laughs> like that short i thought was really good and it made me actually want to watch ninjago because when i first heard about ninjago i had no interest in it and then that short came out and i was like holy shit i love the short the short is funny mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so ridiculous you know so i thought that's what ninjago would be but then it was like oh no they just wasted all their energy on the short i guess yeah but like i said they have a certain target audience and maybe they delivered exactly what the target audience wanted just i guess Yep. I mean, I, I don't think so because I think in Misfire, it still didn't do well uh, and it's has like a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah. that's the same rating as Kingsman, though, isn't it? It is. I think, isn't it higher? I don't, it's I like, don't. It's like 1% higher. Oh, like a Lego Ninjago is like 1% higher. Wait, really? Than Kingsman. Oh, yeah. I'm not reading any of these things. I only hear it from Edward. So, like I said, it's, it was 50 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, that's and Ninjago. this has been another episode of Spoilers, Please, which is part of the Who What Works Why Network.